Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran I'm Lisa Sampson, director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries Jeremy Hulkus, intern pastor and I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music Ministry and Worship. And welcome to Worship this morning. We're glad you're here. This is the second Sunday of Advent, and so we are uh, moving ever closer to this Christmas holiday where we celebrate the joyous light of Christ coming into the world. And so this is the morning of celebration as we <laughs> celebrate that light in the midst of a time that uh, has a little bit of darkness. And so we're going to continue with the lighting of the Advent wreath. Uh, we light two <clears throat> candles this morning, and we have the Anderson family lighting the candles uh, from their home this morning. And so uh, along with that, we also, they did some special music. And so you not only get to see the lighting, but uh, also a little special music from Clara. So uh, let's go ahead and send it to the Anderson family. Today we celebrate the joyous light of Christ as we light two candles on the Advent wreath. The scripture tells us you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. But the path of the righteous is like the light of John, which shines brighter and brighter into a full day. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18. Let us pray together. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. Fill us and this whole world with your joyous light, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Well, thank you, Anderson family, and for all of you at home, if you have Advent candles, we encourage you to light them this morning as well. I hope that you are uh, doing the Advent devotionals that have been prepared. Uh, we have Advent devotionals that have been written by a number of members of Elk River Lutheran, and you can find that on our website, or if you are right here in Elk River, we have some copies printed, paper copies, outside the front doors of the church that you can stop by and pick up whenever. These are a daily devotion that you can light your Advent candles each day and reflect on on uh, the joy and light of Christmas and hear some stories and memories from church members. But again, Anderson family, well done. Clara, thank you for the music. It's so good. Mm -hmm. We just really appreciate you all. It's great. Well, we're going to continue with our scripture reading, which is going to introduce us to the innkeeper, kind of. Sort of <laughs> if you pay attention to the reading, you will notice that technically there is no innkeeper in the story, but there is an inn that Mary and Joseph go to, so presumably... It's been kept. Somebody's keeping it. Presumably <laughs> someone is keeping it. And so we're, we're making uh, some, uh, some stretches there, I guess, a little bit. Uh, but I think our presumptions that someone would be keeping the inn are, are probably fair to make. And so uh, we'll hear now this scripture reading, and uh, then we'll uh, hear a little more about the innkeeper. So uh, Harry Maher is our scripture reading for this morning. Is that right? Yep. yep. Yes. That's right. All right, Harry, take it away. Good morning. This morning's reading is Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Here ends the reading. Well, thank you, Harry, for reading that portion of our Christmas story, which I'm guessing is familiar to many. It's from the Luke chapter 2, and uh, we read the whole thing on, uh, on Christmas. But this morning, we're focusing just on that first part, which includes Mary and Joseph getting to the inn. And so uh, now we'll have a little bit of a sermon short and an opportunity to meet the innkeeper. Oh, oh boy. Awesome. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> It's another sermon short with drama. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm just looking at my Airbnb app, checking out available places to stay in Bethlehem. Yes, that Bethlehem, and check it out. Here's an interesting character. Hey folks, I'm Micah, and I started renting out rooms in my house a few years ago after my kids left the nest. I call my little bed and breakfast the inn. Uh, it's, it's been a good business, and it's really fun. You know, I serve delicious falafel egg bake in the morning that people always rave about. But the last few months have been absolutely crazy. The Roman Empire is taking a census, basically counting all of us so they can tax us more. And that means that hundreds of people are pouring into Bethlehem every day, and they all need a place to stay. 
I can't remember the last time I had an empty room. Every day I'm turning people away. The emails through Airbnb keep rolling in and I just copy and paste the same message over and over. Sorry, there's no rooms at the inn. But I keep getting a message from this young couple, a Mary and a Joey. They're not even married yet. She's about to have a baby. So one, can you say scandal? And two, I don't have any room. What did they expect me to do? So I keep responding, sorry, there's no room at the inn. I turn people away every day and I have to when I'm filled up. But there was something about this couple that I had never met before, but I wanted to help them. So almost even without thinking, I replied to their message and I said, we don't have any room, but just show up and we'll figure something out. Figure something out? What was I thinking? The next day they showed up and sure enough, that baby was about to be born. The inn was full, so I offered them a place in the stable. It's not much, but it's warm. I put fresh hay in the stall for them, gave them some blankets, the best I can do. So they're down there now, and I just keep thinking, nothing good is going to come from a woman having a baby in a stable. I hope I'm wrong. Nothing good is going to come from a woman having a baby in a stable. I hope I'm wrong. Now, a cowboy Airbnb host from Bethlehem. How about that? Uh, you might be thinking that calling the stable where Jesus was born an Airbnb is just a funny, silly way to modernize the story. And well, in some ways it is kind of that. But really, interestingly, the inn in the Christmas story was likely closer to an Airbnb than anything we would consider a hotel. Some of you might know that the New Testament of the Bible was written in Greek, a common language of the day, and in the Greek New Testament, a few different words get translated as in. In another famous story from the Bible, the story of the Good Samaritan, a guy gets beat up, robbed, and left on the side of the road, and here's how the Bible says the Good Samaritan responded. It says, He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay you whatever more you spent. The Greek word used is pantoxeio, which literally means public space. And now this would be much closer to what we would probably consider an inn or a hotel, with a number of rooms for rent, staff who help the guests, housekeeping, continental breakfast, you know, hotel stuff. In the Christmas story, the Greek word translated as in is kataluma, which means to unloosen or unharness, which likely refers to the animals that you'd be traveling with or on. So a homeowner or a host would provide you a place to put up your animals, and the humans would be provided with a guest room in the house. Kind of like a bed and breakfast or an Airbnb. So in the Christmas story, it seems that there wasn't probably a big huge hotel with every room booked, but rather we have an innkeeper who maybe has one or two rooms in his home available. And for whatever reason, even though he has a full house, he decides to invite this couple in and provides them with the most basic of accommodations, a space in the warm barn. So really, the innkeeper isn't some kind of big hero wearing a cape and saving the day by putting Mary and Joseph up in the Ritz-Carlton. He didn't have that to offer. What he had was a little bit of space in his stable. 
But that small gesture was enough for Mary and Joseph. It's a small action on his part that makes a big difference for them. And it's pivotal to the Christmas story and the humble nature of Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world who is born in a lowly stable. I think we could all take a page out of the innkeeper's playbook and each of us take our own small actions to help someone, small gestures to make this world a better place. Dr. Michael Osterholm is an infectious disease expert from the University of Minnesota and I regularly look to him for guidance on this pandemic that we're experiencing. And while he shares some really helpful insight on the COVID-19 virus and all the things we can do to limit the spread, he also talks about the bigger picture and our needs in society and a number of times I've heard him say this, we need a pandemic of kindness. So limit the spread of the virus, but spread acts of kindness. For what it's worth, he is a person of faith, actually an ELCA Lutheran, and I think he's exactly right. We need a pandemic of kindness, which doesn't mean that we just sit around and wait for some really big, huge, great, grand opportunity for us to do something really big, but it means right now, here, today, we find extra ways to show kindness, small acts that can have a big impact. I want to share a story that's so common it's almost cliche, but Lauren Isley's starfish story illustrates this perfectly. The story goes, one day a man was walking along the beach when he noticed a boy picking something up and throwing it into the ocean. Approaching the boy, he asked, what are you doing? And the youth replied, throwing starfish back into the ocean. The surf is up and the tide is going out. If I don't throw them back, they'll die. Son, the man said. Don't you realize there are miles and miles of beach and hundreds of starfish? You can't make a difference. After listening politely, the boy bent down, picked up another starfish, and threw it back into the surf. And then smiling at the man, he said, I made a difference for that one. We need a pandemic of kindness. All of us committing to take some small actions to make this world a better, kinder place. You know, all week long, I've been struggling to think of a good example of this or a way I could challenge you to actually take this idea and put it into action. And no matter how hard I thought about it or what resources I read, I just couldn't think of the perfect example. And then at the very end of the week, I got a call from a couple from Elk River Lutheran and they said, Pastor Nathan, we would like to encourage other members of the church to give to care. This is our local food shelf. They said, we want to encourage members to give to care. So we are offering to match donations up to $3,000. And I said, holy cow, that's a generous gift. And then I said, holy, holy cow, this is the challenge we need to wrap up this sermon. This is exactly what I'm talking about here today. Through the generosity of this couple, we can all double our impact. And by each pitching in whatever we're able to give, we can help CARE receive a $6,000 donation to serve people right here in this community. We're calling it the We Care Christmas Challenge, and you can find a link to give in the comments. Earlier today, we heard these words of Jesus. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. God has first loved us, forgiven us, and called us to let the light of Christ shine. The Christmas story is enriched by the kindness of an innkeeper in Bethlehem. And the story of God's activity in this world continues through your small acts of kindness. So let's do this thing together. Thanks be to God. Amen.
I do want to say thank you to Jackson for bringing the innkeeper to life, even though he doesn't have a big role. Okay, he doesn't have any role in the Bible, but that helped us understand maybe what he was like. Yeah. So, so thank you. Holy, holy cow. Holy, holy cow. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, when, Nathan, when Nathan does these sermons, he writes out everything. And I moved his script and I saw the words, holy, holy cow, going, where is that coming from? <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I, I've, I also like this whole idea of kindness. I Just being reminded yeah. of it is yeah. so important. I don't know. I've, uh, I had a conversation with my brother-in-law just this week and he was talking about how kids are having a hard time, you know, mm -hmm. families and kids and whatnot. And, yeah. and one of the remedies is deciding to be kind. And that this, it was such a great reminder. Yeah. Such a simple thing, right? Uh, kindness. And yet it's just so hugely important. And I think there's just so, such power in a pandemic of kindness that if we could spread kindness as widely and vastly as intentionally as this virus spreads itself, we'd be in a lot better yeah, place. No kidding. Yeah, our home, um, every Christmas season, we get visited by the kindness elves. They show up at our house. There's a book called The Story of the Kindness Elves. Um, and they challenge us every single day to do something kind for someone or something. Um, so, for instance, a couple days ago, we were invited to just go spread out bird seed for the birds. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday, we were also asked to bring a bag of food items to donate to care. Like So there's these great little reminders that every day we have an option to be kind in some small way sure. um, and my boys they'll attest to this they absolutely love like searching for the kindness elves and figuring out what we get to do um, to kind of reach out and help someone spread some joy I just love that yeah mm -hmm. just love it I was doing some shopping on Friday and I, we were, I was thinking about smizing your word um, and I don't, define it in case yeah. people can't understand what this weird word is smizing is smiling with your eyes uh, which is important these days trademarked yes. by Tyra Banks there you go. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I was trying to smize, and I don't smize very well, it seems. But What happens when you smize? Well, I, for, what, it, my contacts aren't in yet, so I have to put my mask up under my glasses, and I, smi and I can't see. Fogs yeah. up my glasses. It's terrible. Anyway, so I have found myself doing something my mother used to. My mother talked to everybody in the stores, and it used to drive me nuts. And so I found that saying something to people has been really good, like, oh, I like your mask. You know, or something like that. And it's been helpful for me to be kind verbally because I've been kind of sheltered for the last few months of not even really looking at people and can't do that. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's this great reminder too, like uh, darkness cannot drive out darkness, only light can. And that little bit of light in a dark room makes a huge difference to kind of seeing the world differently. Right. Um, and I've learned like when I am very self-focused, the way for me to break out of that is to do something simple and kind for someone else. And I think that reminder of just get out of our world and yeah. go make a difference for someone. I think it's so huge. I was going to ask that question. I mean, what do you guys do when you don't feel like being kind? I mean, I, cause I, that's, that's something I ask myself and, and sometimes I don't feel like being kind. Sometimes I do feel like I just have to kind of hole up a little bit so I can get the energy to do it. But I think the concept of just choosing to do it also helps you, um, helps you be kind right yeah 
We have to choose to do it. Well, and you had talked about the importance of self-care in relation to kindness yeah. too, right? Like when we get a little crabby or frustrated with someone else, sometimes that is because of what they're doing. Oftentimes it's because of how we're interpreting it, right? Absolutely. Or like our mood, our our stress and all of those things that that's what leads us to be unkind as much as anything that anyone externally is doing. And so I think that's a really important thing too is that Kindness can both, I mean, being kind to others can help you feel better mm -hmm. and, you know, be a part of self-care, but that making sure that you're taking care of yourself and that mm -hmm. you're in a good place also helps you to be more kind even naturally. You know, mm -hmm. I think yeah. there's, there's power in that. In yeah, a lot of times when I don't feel kind, I just have a Snickers bar and I'm good. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. eat a Snickers. You're turning into a diva. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think we're all naming this thing too, but... We're, I'm not talking like some major act of, you know, um, this care gift challenge. It's not going to come as a $3,000 check. It would be awesome if it did, but it's going to come with 5 and 10 and $20 gifts that that small thing combined with a whole lot of small things becomes a huge thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I think that's the way we kind of see the world a little different is to just make that one small difference. Yeah, as cliche as that starfish story you had said yeah it's a perfect reminder it's just, it i love hearing that story every time yeah every time yeah i was gonna share a quote this is a quote that i came across this week as i was thinking about this this theme as well it is exactly what you guys are saying uh it's from howard zinn who's this american historian and he said this we don't have to engage in grand heroic actions to participate in the process of change small acts when multi when multiplied by millions of people can transform the world yeah, and that's that's the idea that so often we think of these, you know, big grand events or opportunities to do something really outrageous to help someone, but it's those day to day, hour to hour little things that we can do mm -hmm. have right. just as big of an impact, if not more, because mm -hmm. that's something we can all do all the time. Yeah. Right. And I have to think about it in terms of like our story today, like what would happen if the intern innkeeper just the intern just turned him away. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The innkeeper just kind of passed him off and said, ah, whatever. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's this unknown character who plays a major part in the story by one simple act. Right. Um, I think that's just something powerful mm -hmm. about that, that, this character who comes to life. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed, too, that when you do something kind, oh, somebody does something kind to you, you want to be kind in turn, and that ripples mm -hmm. out to other people. Yeah, and I just think that's really important. Mm -hmm. And I think with the innkeeper story, too, you can always think, like, well, he could have done more, maybe, right? He could have given him his bedroom, after all, and he could have went and slept in the barn. Or maybe one of the other guests should have done that. And, you know, I think we can do that to ourselves, too, the could have, should have, whatevers. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think if we can just do, all of us, the best we can in that situation, that's that's good. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's better than nothing, which is also always an option. Right. Yeah, do the best you can with what you have. Yeah. Pure and simple. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes in the pursuit of the big, grand, huge actions, the small actions get lost and missed. And, and mm -hmm. I think then we're, we're remiss if we do that. Yeah. How many times do you not do something because you're, gonna, you're feeling overwhelmed because it's such a big task? Right. This gives you permission to just do these small little steps, baby steps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What about Bob? Right. Yep. Yeah. What about Bob? Baby steps to the stair. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And I think, you know, the last thing I would maybe say about this kindness thing is these small acts of kindness 
in this time where we're mostly at home often begins at home, right? Yeah, that's And true. I think the people who we are closest to and love the most are also often the people we can treat the poorest when we're the crabbiest because we're the most comfortable with them. Yes. And, and I think that's a good reminder for me that I pass on to all of you that it's, 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 it's these spouses and kids and uh, people we interact with every day who really we need to practice this kindness with probably the most mm-hmm. uh, these small acts of kindness and just that that constant reminder that we love these people let's treat them well it's not just kindness to the strangers out there it starts starts and ends at home I think absolutely um, I had mentioned my conversation with my brother-in-law earlier and he was talking about kids did I say this earlier anyway um, how kids are having a hard time you know they, they can't be in school they have to be home and and some aren't dealing with that very well and that really hits the spot, Nathan, that you, that maybe even to keep your child from being a victim of cyberbullying or, or maybe doing, doing that themselves, being kind to them yeah. will then kind of move them into being kindness, having kindness on the computer. Yeah. yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. That's, that's great. There's a song called Be Kind to Yourself by Andrew Peterson. If you, he's this kind of folky country guitar player. Uh, but he does this uh, sort of the the enemies I need to learn to be kind to the most are the ones within myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this. I, I've got work to do. We all have work to do. But the sense yeah. of having to start somewhere and then move to where we can do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let the innkeeper be a reminder to us that we are all called to great and small acts of kindness. I'll say a little more about the We Care Christmas Challenge a little later on in the service, which is just an exciting way of practicing that. Uh, But I challenge you to find other ways of practicing kindness beyond uh, giving to care. Although giving to care is a very good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think each and every day we can all practice this kindness and acts big and small. And it all has an effect of making the world a bigger, better, brighter place. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.